Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Hope Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur Olympic athlete. Welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent, digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, and a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day, such as mine. All we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want you to be part of the show. I want you to be part of the conversation. So, find me on the Twitter, the Rizzle, the Instagram, the Cameo, at Colt S. Taylor. And if you haven't already, bookmark, bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com for all my other adventures out there. And uh, just as a reminder... Anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor is where you can find all past episodes of the Sari Report. With that said, I think it's time. We're here. It's ready to go. It's time for this week's Sari Report. First up this week, it's time for an Olympic update. Yes, the 2020 Summer Olympics, held in 2021, uh, started off last week. There's been a lot of different... Uh, uh, competitions going on out there and medals have been awarded. So it's time for a medal update. Uh, this is uh, the Summer Olympics medal table. The way that they is generally done is uh, they list the countries uh, by the most gold medals they have. And then if they're tied for gold medals, uh, they go by silver. If they're tied for silver, they go by bronze. And if they're tied for bronze, then it's alphabetical order. But the top 10 countries so far... Uh, China with 19 gold medals and 40 medals overall. Japan, the host country, 17 gold medals with 28 overall. United States has 14 with 41 overall, which I think they have the most medals, but not the most gold medals. The Russian Olympic Committee, which is basically Russia uh, because of uh, doping penalties. Uh, athletes from Russia are not allowed to compete under the Russian flag they are basically an independent organization of athletes right now, and they don't get to play the national anthem, don't have their flags on their um, uniforms. And technically, these don't count towards the medal count for the Russian Olympics, but uh, they'll probably count them anyways. But uh, they have 10 with 34 total. Australia has 9 with 22 total. Great Britain, 6 gold medals, 24 in all. South Korea, 5 with 15 in all. Netherlands with 3 with another 15 in all. France with 3. Germany of three as well, and uh, with 13 and 16 medals as well. So that rounds up the top 10. Uh, the ones with the most medals is the United States, uh, but they consider China being ranked number one because China does have uh, five more gold medals than the United States. Uh, of the other countries that I am following for you, uh, I believe I said uh, India. India has one gold, uh, one silver medal uh, at the moment. They still have a lot of athletes still could compete, but they've only managed to secure one medal thus far. Uh, it was won by, and I am going to butcher this name, so I apologize to this lovely lady, uh, Sakhom Marib Chenu. Uh, she won the silver medal in women's 49 kilogram weightlifting. So she won a weightlifting 
um, weightlifting medal. So congratulations to her. Uh, there's still a lot of other um, uh, comp uh, competitors out there. Um, let's see here. There are athletics uh, competition. There are still, let's see here. What else is still pending? Esquarian, the horses. Horses. Um, and, uh, yeah, there, there's, still, there's still some other chances for India to pick up a few more medals. But right now they just have one silver medal. Fun fact, fun fact. Uh, India has appeared at every Summer Olympics since 1920. Although they made their official debut in the 1900 Summer Olympics in Paris. So they came in 1900, skipped two decades, and came back in 1920, and have been there ever since. So, uh, that's going on over there in, uh, Japan. Uh, the other, only other thing of note in terms of medals, there has been some, there's something called a, a podium sweep. It's when one country wins both gold, silver, and bronze. Uh, it's not very common, but one has occurred this summer Olympics so far in cycling, uh, by Switzerland, women's cross country mountain biking. Uh, where Jolanda Neff has won gold, Cena Free, Free, Fry, Free, Freeze has won silver, and Linda Ingegaard has won bronze. So, Switzerland is the only podium sweep thus far. The Summer Olympics is set to close on August 8th, so, uh, which is a Sunday, and this is the Saturday report, so I will have an update next week about medal counts, and then that, that'd be pretty much Pretty much, uh, pretty much settled in by then. There might be a few more after that. Then I'll have a final update at the end the following week. So you'll be all your weekly updates in terms of metal counts. <laughs> you can tune in right here. If you would like to watch day to day, maybe I'm not the best, uh, source for said, um, for said, uh, for said information. Hmm. Yes. Uh, but, uh, not too much the way of drama going on in the Olympics. There's a, there was a few surprises, a few upsets, but uh, uh, I guess the only other thing that uh, was of interest that got a lot of news here, at least, was that um, Simone Biles uh, pulled out of the her competition because of mental health reasons. She just was really stressed out. So rather than put out bad performances, she stepped down. Let someone else step in. Um, got a lot of beef from, you know, the typical people who aren't athletes and don't know the, how how much pressure those are that people are under. So I say good for her, good for her, good for her. Um, so she needs to take care of herself first and um, uh, and then worry about medals second. But even though she pulled out, the ladies' uh, gymnastics team got the silver and there were a few more gold medals that, you know, that she might not have won if she didn't take a self-assessment of herself. Uh, also, just as a just as a note here, um, there are some new um, there are some new uh, uh, competitions this year. Three-on-three uh, -three basketball is one. Uh, freestyle BMX biking. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Madison cycling has returned. Okay. And then uh, Japan, this is a new policy. This is a new policy for the International Olympic Committee. Host organizations are allowed to add sports to the Olympic Games just for their games only. So if they want to add something, 
they're allowed to add something. They are. So, uh, Japan added baseball, which had been dropped, but baseball is very big in Japan, so they add that on. They also add softball, karate, uh, sports climbing, which is very popular over there, surfing, and skateboard. Of which, skateboard, surfing, sports climbing, karate made uh, their Olympic debuts. And finally, in the last bit of uh, last bit of trivia thus far, uh, Bermuda and the Philippines won their first ever gold medals uh, in this year's Olympics. And San Marino, which is a tiny, tiny country in uh, surrounded by Italy and Turkmenistan, won their first ever Olympic medals. All right. That is your Olympic update, my friends, here at the Saturday Report. Time for another update. Guess who is back, my friends? No, not Slim Machete. I don't think he ever left. Jetpack Guy, yes. Um, as you may remember, uh, last uh, late fall, there were reports in L.A. about a guy flying around the LAX airport in a jetpack, flying very close to airplanes. Welp. He has been, he or she has been spotted again. Yes, that's right. Uh, last week, a man in a jetpack was spotted near the Los Angeles International Airport, which the air traffic control said in an audio transmission, use caution, the jet man is back. So, <laughs> so uh, he was, uh, they were seen around 6.30 p.m. last Wednesday, about, oh, 15 miles east of the airport at about 5,000 feet, according to this report. Um, <laughs> so they were asking around the pilots if they had seen uh, the, the, technically it's a UFO, an unidentified flying object. Um, but um, the pilot responded that they had not seen Iron Man flying about. It could be Iron Man. It could be Tony Stark. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, yeah, yep, this was last seen in August and October. American Airlines crew, a China Airlines crew, uh, flying, uh, very high, like 6,000 feet. That is a, that is a decent amount of height for a jetpack. Scooting about. So, the FAA and the FBI are investigating. This person is breaking a lot of, a lot of laws. A lot of laws. Oh, my goodness. And it's dangerous, too. He could, like, get sucked into a turbine and crash a plane if he's not too careful. But uh, Jetpack Man is back. Maybe they're filming a sequel to The Rocketeer, uh, which is an underrated Disney movie. Underrated. Very underrated. But uh, I'll keep my eyes open and see if Jetpack Man makes another appearance. Next, we go to Entertainment, where uh, there is a new Saint movie coming out. The Saint it was a popular series uh, featuring its character Simon Templar. Uh, by created by novelist Leslie Chardris and was published between 1928 and 1963. Had some radio and TV dramas. Uh, Roger Moore portrayed uh, him in the 1960s series, which is the last time it was on TV. Uh, Val Kilmer did a version of this in 1997, which eh, it was all right. Why not? Had some fun music. Uh, it was very much classic Val Kilmer. But uh, they're going to make another one of these movies. It's going to be starring, drumroll please, Rene Jean Page. Who, or Re Re Reggae Jean. Reggae Jean? Reggae Jean Page. Um, who played Duke Hastings in Bridgerton? And I'll tell you what, that's a handsome, handsome man. Holy moly. Whew. Whew, is it hot in here? Or is it just the guy from Bridgerton? 
Um, so he became that that role earned him a lot of uh, acclaim. A lot of people were really really upset that um, that he left after one season. He just signed him for one season. Now he wants to do other things, and there you are. But uh, he's apparently is signed on to be the next Simon Templar and the Saint. Uh, very. I would say not James Bondy, more like a thiefy James Bondy, as I recall. Uh, maybe they'll turn into a series. I mean, James Bond has managed to do it for quite well. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, his upcoming movies include The Gray Man and Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, previously in The Saint, Chris Pine was attached to be in the lead role, but it doesn't seem like he's uh, involved with the movie anymore. So he looks like this looks like Mr. Page here is going to be. Um, taking over the role of Simon Templar, paging Mr. Page, paging Mr. Page. Uh, he is looking for, um, uh, he's looking for sexy roles, I guess they say. He, this is a quote from him. The thing that I always appealed to, the thing that has always appealed to me the most about this career is getting to encounter and interact with the unexpected. I want everything I do to be as sexy as Bridgerton, just in different ways. Well, he should have stayed on the show. He was great. Ah, oh, Bridgerton, that's a good show. You should check. I highly recommend it. If you like period pieces, which I don't really, but I like this one. This one's a really good one. But anyways, look for this. There'll probably be a few years before this pops out. Uh, but uh, if it if he stays attached, I'll see it. I'm I see it. I like I like I like the Saint. I like him, so has to be has to be good. Well, I am assuming the Saint is going to be good. Well, what I know is good. What I know is the Duke Hastings of AWSM Radio, certainly not the Hyundai Tucson of AWSM Radio. You know, something that's unreliable and you have to pay a lot of money and you're kind of dissatisfied with it. No, it, he is no Hyundai Tucson. He's a Duke Hastings. He's my friend DC. Yes, my friend DC. He has his own show here on AWSM Radio. DC Live, in effect. He is our in-house DJ and he mixes it up every Friday night from 9 p.m., uh, and then Sundays at 10 p.m. You do not, my you do not, my friends. You do not. You do not want to miss out while he is smashing it on the ones and twos, kicking, kicking, kicking the beats from his South Florida compound every single weekend. My personal friend, my pal, DC. Check it out, DC live in effect right here on AWSM Radio. Going from Florida to Yellowstone National Park, where authorities are looking for a woman who faces criminal charges after remaining too close to bears uh, and her uh, a grizzly bear and her two cubs. She should, could have been killed, uh, refusing to move away from them until the bear charged her. Uh, this happened back in May, and authorities are still looking for her. She faces, like I said, criminal charges. A uh, small group of tourists spotted a uh, grizzly bear and her two club, two cubs. Uh, they tried to get closer and take pictures. Park rangers came in, told everyone to get back. She didn't until the grizzly bear charged her. And now that guy all got caught on film and pictures. So they know what the, she looks like, but they don't know who she is. Uh, if you go to Yellowstone and you see a bear or a wolf, the regulations say you have to stay 300 feet away. A hundred yards. Yeah, give them a lot of room. A lot of room. Because if you don't, you are breaking the rules there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, she fa the charges she fa faces 
apparently she did all these things, or at least tried to. She faces charges of feeding, touching, teasing, frightening, or intentionally disturbing the wildlife and violating closures and use limits. So, it's not like she's going to be going to jail for decades, but she's probably going to be facing a hefty fine and a wee bit of community service. So, folks, once again, cannot stress this enough. You have to follow the rules in places, okay? If, if, if a park ranger says, hey, uh, don't do that, guess what? Uh, don't do that. So, um, good luck, good luck, Illinois lady. Uh, if I were you, I would, I would turn yourself in, maybe get a plea deal, knock that fine down a bit, work a soup kitchen, maybe, maybe volunteer at a zoo where you can see the bears up close and behind the cages. But, uh, yep, they're looking for that person. Time for another update from a story I covered uh, a few weeks ago. As you may remember, they had a bit of an issue in, uh, I believe, Indonesia at McDonald's. Why? Well, McDonald's uh, teamed up with BTS, which is a wildly popular Korean pop music group, to come up with a BTS meal. Um... And uh, it, people went crazy for it. People went crazy for it. There were lines. Uh, people, Uber Eats, people were all gathered around. They had to bring in police to keep people separate because COVID-19, uh, well, still is, is a big thing there and got to keep that social distancing. And what was the BTS meal? It's just uh, 10 nuggets, fries, a Coke, but with Cajun and sweet chili sauces in a purple box. That's all it is. But it was wildly, wildly successful. McDonald's sales worldwide was up 25% and uh, is partially credited to the collaboration with BTS. Well, they're starting to build uh, music collaborations with other artists out there to come up with these uh, these um, uh, themed Happy Meals. Um, now, this does not too terribly uncommon. Like, the Happy Meal concept, they would often tie in with movies, have toys in there that from movies. The movie faces would be on the Happy Meals and whatnot. Um, but this is like, they're branching out to make collaborations with uh, music artists. So, old ones would just be pictures, a toy in there, and that's it. The meal would just be the same. Now they're collaborating with meals with other people. Well, they've begun to start their new their new collaboration is with an artist named uh, Sawiti. Sawiti. So, like, S-A-W-E-E-T-I-E. -E -E. I'm not familiar with her. But um, I'm sure we'll play, play her music on here. But the it's called the Sawiti Meal. The Sawiti Meal. I hope I'm saying her name right. Just Sawiti. But it's probably like Sawiti. Sawiti. Sawiti Meal. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's that's coming out next. Uh, she is a twenty-eight year old Californian rapper whose song "Best Friend" with Doja Cat went platinum last year. Go figure. Uh, her meal: a Big Mac, four-piece chicken nuggets, fries, Sprite, and sides of barbecue and sawiti and sour sauce. <clears throat> sawiti and sour sauce. So that is the next big collaboration um, between a recording artist and um, um, a McDonald's, apparently. 
apparently they also did uh, the uh, Travis Scott meal, which was, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, Travis Scott meal, which was a quarter pound with bacon, fries, barbecue sauce, and a Sprite. I guess I missed that one. Um, it netted that rap star about $20 million. Whew, boy. Um, this is the, um, it was the first, according to the article, the first McDonald's meal named after celebrity since 1992's Michael Jordan meal. I do not remember that. Uh, October's, uh, Jay, I guess I've been doing that every month. I, obviously, I am not going to McDonald's that often, so I, I've missed out on these. Uh, October was Jay Bavin's meal, a Big Mac without pickles, fries, and ketchup, or in an Oreo McFlurry, also was wildly popular. Alright, so I guess, I guess this is a thing now, that Happy, that Happy Meals are gonna be collaborating with artists. I would say, wouldn't, wouldn't it be, if there was a Colt Sebastian Taylor meal, a CST Happy Meal, I would say, uh, it would have chicken nuggets, it would have... Every sauce available in there. A Coke Zero, obviously my favorite. And um, let's see here. I would say also, I would say, I would say also an apple turnover pie. Yeah, so I, I want something sweet at the end. So nuggets, fries, apple turnover pie, Coke Zero, the Colt Sebastian Taylor meal. The CST meal, not available yet, but when it is, you will find out here on AWSM Radio. So... We should we should get uh, the station manager here to get on that. Get the, the, your most popular show hosted by a redhead should have his own Happy Meal across the world. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if we can make this. It probably won't happen, but a redhead can dream. Now I'm hungry. Ah. Speaking of collaborations, Google is banning uh, some apps from their Play Store. Uh, when I. <laughs> Uh, when I first saw this article, it cut off uh, a word. So it said, Google demands sugar apps from Play Store. Like, oh boy, they're really taking sugar pretty seriously. And then I reread the title, Sugar Daddy Apps. Sugar Daddy Apps. Now, for those who may not be educated in the world of sugar daddiness, basically, a sugar daddy is somebody who's older, a gentleman who's older, who gives younger women gifts, money, in exchange for a relationship. Sometimes it involves some hanky-panky, sometimes it doesn't. But um, a lot of people akin it close to prostitution, and, and so, which, again, not quite, but pretty close. So Google is banning those apps starting September 1st. So if you have these apps, you better lock, lock it up soon, because after that, Google will no longer allow these apps to operate on their system. Now, there are also sugar mamas and sugar daddies. I mean, there's there's older women who date younger men and give them money and gifts in exchange for their companionship. It's a thing. Um, I have to say, though, I mean, sex, sex work is work. I mean, it's the world's oldest profession. Um, I don't think that... Uh, you know, singling these out is super appropriate. I mean, it's, if it was a wee bit more regulated, probably be a whole lot wee bit more safer. I mean, there is legal brothels in Nevada. You know, they've, they've managed to get through things okay for the last half century. So, you know, it's legal there. 
So I don't know. I I think that uh, if anything, I mean, if there's apps out there that make it safer for people to operate independently in this field of business, and not relying on, let's say, I don't know, a pimp or whatnot to arrange things, I think it should be out there. I mean, yeah. So uh, shame that uh, they can't figure this out to make this more, I don't know, safer and equitable for uh, people, but that's the world we live in right now. I guess we'll have to move to the Netherlands or the four counties in Nevada where that, that sort of stuff is legal. But uh, Sorry, sugar daddies. You're going to have to start figuring something else out to pay for the company of lovely young women. My suggestion, grow a beard and get a show on AWSM Radio because I get fan mail. Look at this. this fan mail. I have mountains of fan mail here from ladies and men. Wanting, wanting to be with me, so, so I would say get get a radio show. That'd be my advice to you. But after September first, you can't use your sugar daddy apps. You can still play Candy Crush. That is a different kind of sugar related app that will still be available. Speaking of sweet, uh, still speaking of sweet, you know who has a sweet show here on AWSM Radio? My pal Rocks. She has the Rock Sessions. It is a drive-time show, making sure that your evening commute home is fun, featuring the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. It is hosted by my friend, Rox. She's going to make it rock, rock style. When you ask, when you ask, I'll tell you. Monday, 5 to 7 p.m. Tuesday, 5 to 7 p.m. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., Right here on AWSM Radio, check out the Rock Sessions. I guarantee your evening commute home will be fantastic. It will rock, just like Rocks does. So catch it, the Rock Sessions, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., right here on AWSM Radio. We now go to space. Once again, a lot of space news recently. Uh, well, <clears throat> there was a slight mishap on the International Space Station. Uh, a Russian component uh, that was being attached to the a module being attached to the space station uh, actually fired its thrusters, uh, pushing the space station out of its uh, orientation and orbit for about 47 minutes. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, I have to say, the, the way that the space station is put together, in order to get power from the sun through its solar panels and communicate with the ground, it needs to be facing a, p- a pretty particular way. Uh, now, this module, uh, is the thrusters, there's a software malfunction, uh, fired, pushing it out of the way, but the other engines on the space station were able to fire again and um, put it back in the spot it needs to be to successfully you know, go around the Earth and maintain communication and, uh, and, and get power and whatnot. So it was just a minor mishap, but something that, you know, certainly caught a lot of people's attention. You know, you generally don't lose communication for uh, from with the space station. So it was a um, it was <laughs> it was it was it was it was a bit of a problem. Apparently uh, it moved the space station 45 degrees out of its attitude and went about a eighth around the Earth before it kind of got back into place. Uh, the comp- the station never was spitting, and there was no immediate danger to the crew to the to the crew 
due to this incident. Uh, just a, a little bit of a mishap there. But uh, this did, however, result in the postponement of another launch. Um, NASA was going to launch a test flight of a new crew capsule. So when the space shuttle retired, uh, was that how long ago was that? At least five, at least five to ten years ago, the space shuttle. Right now, the only way to get people to the space station right now is to use Russian rockets. Uh, until recently, until recently, uh, there is another the Dragon, the Dragon crew. I think that is Elon Musk's. Uh, uh, sp rockets. They've been able to get people up there through its capsule and self-landing rockets. Well, NASA is about to launch uh, a new test for a new crew capsule from Boeing, uh, the airplane people. They uh, they called the Starliner, but they've had to delay that uh, because uh, of this incident. They will make sure that everything's okay, everything that's okay, uh, before they launch that up there. So once that's ready to go, they'll launch it up there. You know, dock it. There won't be anyone in the crew capsule. They want to do a test flight first, make sure they can get up there and it doesn't have any problems before they put people in there. You generally do not want to test things sending people into space by sending people into space first with them. Uh, and they don't send animals into space anymore either, but they've got enough instruments and technology that they can sort out make sure it's safe. So... Once that goes up there, that'll be another way to send people to space. Um, hopefully, finally replacing the space shuttle, which uh, <coughs> did did the best as it could um, the years it uh, flew. But uh, hopefully, these rocket systems will be a little bit more cost-effective and uh, able to recycle a lot of things. The space shuttle, uh, you know, the space shuttle, the big the big red fuel tank, the two booster rockets. Uh, they had to make a new fuel tank every time. The big red thing burned up in the atmosphere and took a lot of different... They had to pick up the booster rockets, which sometimes they could use again and other times they couldn't. So hopefully these new rocket systems, uh, you've got the, the Dragon, the Boeing here, uh, Richard Branson and Bob Bezos, hopefully more cost-effective, easier to get things up into space, easier to get people up into space. So we shall see. Remaining in space for the time being, as you may remember, and I've, I think I mentioned already this this week, uh, Bezos and Richard, Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson both had their space launches to the last week or two. Last week or two? Yeah, last week or two. And they both crossed the 50-mile uh, mark to be officially in space, and they came back down and considered themselves to be astronauts. Uh, previously, they would have been. The previous rule to be an astronaut means you um, went above a certain height, flew in space, and came back down. Well, the FAA has changed that, uh, and now they are no longer considered to be astronauts. Why, you ask? Well, when the definition was created, you know, space tourism really wasn't a thing. Uh, so now they want people to actually be flying into space and not just bouncing around up there and then coming back down again. Now, on Richard Branson's uh, space flight, he had two pilots. Those two flew into space, and then technically they could be considered astronauts. Richard Branson and his three other folks who kind of just floated around would not be. And Jeff Bezos' rocket launch, that rocket was completely autonomous. There wasn't anyone flying the rocket or the capsule. It went up and then it automatically came back down. It crossed that line, but 
did not know he was piloting it. So under these FAA rules, um, they you either need to fly into space or conduct activities, quote, activities during the flight that were essential to public safety or contributed to human space flight safety. Now, they were not granted their astronaut wing, so to speak. They can appeal this, however. They have a few they have a few months to appeal it. Okay. Um, they can say, you know, us testing this out contributed to human space flight safety. Uh, doesn't mean they'll approve of that, but right now, uh, the majority of those folks who went up into space last week, quite the accomplishment uh, for billionaires. I guess you could do anything if you got the money, but they are not technically considered to be astronauts under the FAA. They need to be either flying up them, them, them flying up there themselves, or make some sort of contribution to human space flight safety or something that was essential to public safety. So, oh, oh well. Uh, but the one thing that Bezos does have uh, over Richard Branson is that uh, the Blue Origin, which is Bezos' Bezos ship, um, went to went 62 miles up into the air, whereas uh, the Virgin Atlantic Galactic flight only pissed the uh, pissed, only passed the 50 mile mark. So Bran Bezos did did go farther than Richard Branson. So. We'll see if um, we'll see if this changes. I mean, with space tourism, you just can't like buy your way up there and be considered to be an astronaut. You need to actually contribute a wee bit, um, contribute a wee bit to human space flight to get those special astronaut wings. As for me, I am still perfectly okay with being on the ground. So g give me a pair. I don't need astronaut wings. I just need a comfy chair. I I'm perfectly pleased with that. Folks, if you cannot get into space, I have the next best thing. Sports! They both begin with the letter S. And AWSM Radio has a new sports program. It's called Married to the Game. It broadcasts every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Married to the Game features Brian, Joe, and Mac Daddy, who will bring their insights, expertise, and analytics to the table, talking all things sports and games. And what kind of sports show would it be without a little trash talking on the side? These folks are fantastic. You need to listen to them. Catch up on all things sports throughout the week at their show, Married to the Game. You should follow them on Instagram. The show's Instagram account is Married to the Game Radio, MTTG Radio. Brian is bolstered underscore up underscore sports. Nick is Mac Daddy Ryan Show, and then Joe is Turn Up the Jets. Listen to Married to the Game right here on AWSM Radio, Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Moving along to a sports story. See that connection? Uh, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, 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 has purchased an ownership stake in the, in the Kansas City soccer team. Okay? Uh, he is also a part oil of the Kansas City Royals. So he's bought uh, part ownership in these two sports teams. He is um, obviously a very big believer in Kansas City and Kansas City teams. I mean, you, you generally wouldn't buy stakes in sports teams if you didn't love the city. 25 years old. He already owns part of two teams, and he's a quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Wow, that is impressive. And his fiance, Brittany Matthews, apparently is a co-owner of Kansas City's National Women's Soccer League franchise located in that uh, city as well. So they are a ownership sports buying power couple there. That's for sure. Um, so he has bought a 25% uh, stake in it. So he owns a quarter of that team. And he's going to be working with them to help help advertise help advertise it and maybe use his likeness to promote it. Um, he is joining a group of people that uh, sports owners who are investing in soccer teams. That um, includes NFL's Mark Ingram, NBA's Russell uh, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook, Magic Johnson, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Steve Nash. And uh, baseball players, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and Nomar Garcia Pereira. Pereira. And also former uh, United States women's national team, Mia Hamm. And uh, also uh, celebrities are also investing in uh, soccer teams. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and, um, uh, oh gosh, Rob Ma McElroy, Ma no, Ma McKinney, the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, came in and bought a soccer team in England and are helping to promote that. A lot of athletes and actors are, I guess you could say, diversifying their portfolios by getting into other businesses. So, I mean, if, if, if this is what it takes to help support and promote soccer, which is a great sport around the world, which here in the United States we fall sorely behind, then you know what? So be it. I'm all for it. So, uh, congratulations, someone who is much younger than me and has way more money than me. If you would like to buy a, uh, we're talking to the, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, uh, Patrick Mahoney right now. If you want to buy a 25% stake in Colt Sebastian Taylor, I mean, I'm, I would imagine I'm a little bit cheaper than a soccer team and much more fun to hang out with. Well, maybe not. Anyways, I'm just saying, I'm clearly for sale. <laughs> they want to buy 25% of a pith helmet for millions of dollars? You let me know. Uh, we'll make it work. We will make it work. Before I wrap up this week, I just wanted to say to everyone, thank you for listening. Because next week marks the one-year anniversary of my debut show on here, The Saturday Report with Colt Sebastian Taylor. Taylor. This is episode number 52, so one year of shows on here. Really nice. Thank you to everyone at AWSM Radio for uh, taking a chance on a handsome redhead like myself. And uh, they say the first year is the hardest, so here's to another year of fantastic weekly shows. And that, my friends, I am just, I am just plumb out of time. I could go on and on forever about myself, but we are out of time here on the Saturday Report with Colt Sebastian Taylor, so thank you for joining me. Remember, you can find me on Twitter, Rizzle, Instagram, Anchor FM, Cameo, at Colt S. Taylor for, for show updates, etc., etc. And if you haven't already, you should. You absolutely need to. It'd be a nice little one-year anniversary gift to me. Follow, bookmark, visit on a weekly basis, ColtSebastianTaylor.com. All past episodes are uploaded there, as well as Anchor FM. And of course, as always, my friends, thank you so much for joining me today, because I am, of course, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later. Next week for the one-year anniversary show here on AWSM Radio. I'm not doing anything special, but it'll be fun. <laughs>